Craig T. Nelson has a huge movie at the box office. No, not Book Club, the other one. So we got our buzz on. Welcome to Buzzed Off Film, the spoiler-free mini-episode review sister podcast of High On Film. I'm Chris Maxwell. I'm your host. Today we are reviewing Incredibles 2 from the year of our Lord 2018, written and directed by Brad Bird of Iron Giant fame. But... Before we get to that, let's get to the man who's right to my left, the co-host from the couch, the podcaster of disaster, and the Brad Davis that God gave us, my co-host and friend, Brad Davis. Mr. Maxwell? Mr. Davis. How we doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. Highly anticipated sequel to Disney Pixar's The Incredibles. Yes. Huge box office smash. Huge. Just tearing it up the box office left and right. And you know what? Um... We also, I should mention, the last Brad Bird film that he directed, we did a buzzed-off film for. Oh, Tomorrowland? Tomorrowland. Oof, yeah, that movie's not very good. And we were not favorable. I, I've only seen it once, but boy, I did not like it very much. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, maybe we'll see if we'll like this one any better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you want to get tease. into it? Good tease. Good tease. Thank you. Uh, let's get into it. Brad and I have movie trailer voices for you today, dear listener. Customized movie trailers that each one of us has written individually that we will perform for you now. Brad Davis, you have a movie trailer voice? I do, Chris. <clears throat> it's been 14 years, and they're finally back. Mr. Incredible, Elastigirl, and the family return in a world where superheroes are still outlawed. A rich tech company owner wants to use them to show the world that they still need superheroes. He thinks the best person to deliver and market his message is Elastigirl, which leaves Mr. Incredible home to take care of the kids... Violet's dealing with boys, Dash is as feisty as ever, and Jack-Jack has developed some powers of his own. An online anonymous villain, the Screenslaver, is brainwashing people into committing crimes and acts of violence. Can the Incredibles discover who the Screenslaver is before becoming victims themselves? Find out in The Incredibles 2. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. You got the plot out pretty, uh... Pretty efficiently. Thank you. I do what I can. Yes, you do. Chris, are you ready? Sure. All right. Are you going to time me on this? <laughs> Is that like... In three, <laughs> yeah, That's two. what it sounded like. I know. <laughs> <clears throat> when we last left the Incredibles, the Underminer had threatened the town and high school. Well, jump back in to see them take on this underworld villain and be forced back into hiding by a government that has declared them illegal. Q, Winston, and Evelyn Dever, entrepreneurs looking to invest in the superhero business. By redressing, relocating, and rebranding Elastigirl, they're ready to show the world a new face. But wait, with every hero comes a villain. The hypnotic, psychotic screen slaver has started to terrorize the city. Will Elastigirl defeat the cyber ghost screen slaver before it's too late? Can the laws be reversed? Will supers be super again? Can Mr. Incredible be Mr. Mom? Will Tony go out with Violet? All of this and much, much more. Incredibles 2. Oh, that was very good. How, how much does your voice hurt right now? Not at all. Oh, good. That's pretty easy voice for me. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I, I kind of put a lot... Of, <laughs> it's funny, I, I do feel it now, like in my uh, lower rib cage muscles. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of tensed those up while I was doing it. But that was a nice touch. Thanks, nice man. Touch yeah, I wanted to do the kind of like classic superhero right. announcer voice. You nailed it. All right. Thank you. All right, guys, it's time for To Pee or Not To Pee, a.k.a. you're in, you're out. 
Brad, this is a two-hour movie, huh? <laughs> it was. It was. And that's, I think that's, it's like an hour and 55 minutes, and that doesn't even include that there is a... Ten-minute, of course, classic Pixar short, which we will get to in the For What It's Worth segment. Okay. Um, but yeah, so short, film, and then, you know, a little tiny Easter egg at the end of the credits. Nothing really worth staying for. Yeah, I actually ran out of the theater because I had to pee so bad. <laughs> and I told you what it is, so without spoiling anything, how do you feel? I'm fine. You're fine. I'm, so once the credits start rolling, you can go. Yeah, I mean, other people might have more, might care about it more than I do, but I certainly, when you told me what it was, I was like, good, because I really had to pee. Okay. Uh, any other times you think that people are safe to use the bathroom? Should they have, you know, maybe had a beer or two now? At this point, most theaters serve alcohol. Or uh, uh, conversely, they should stay in their seat because it's uh, for fear of missing something awesome. The important. first ten minutes... Of the movie, first five to ten minutes of the movie, I would say it would be good to be in your seats. You get a good action sequence. Um, and the last 30 minutes of the movie, I would recommend being in your seats. And there was also another action sequence, I want to say about half hour, 40 minutes in, uh, or at least the scene uh, in that range that was also, uh, I would recommend being in your seats for. Other than that, you're kind of good okay to go whenever the plot isn't overcomplicated. there's not anything that happens that is too surprising so i feel like if you're if you step out real quick to use the bathroom you're gonna come back and you won't be lost yeah i don't think you're gonna be lost at any point uh i will say the one point i i do think is a, is a good time to go I don't really have the timestamp, but I know it's, it's, I believe that I have this in order. After Screen Slaver makes his first appearance, I think you get a few minutes of the kind of Mr. Incredible being, a.k.a. Mr. Mom, like mm -hmm. being the home husband. Oh, yeah. Um, and those are a little bit, little bits of tired jokes. I... So you can go there and, but I'd say you only have a few minutes because I think soon after that, you get the really good can't miss Jack-Jack centerpiece. Oh, that's true. Oh, I kind of... Yeah, that's a good point. So you get a few minutes. So once you see Screen Slaver, his first appearance, once that sequence is over, I, you go back to the Parr household. And I think you get a few minutes of like, it's in the trailer, Dak doing the new, Dak, Dash doing the new math. Like that kind of stuff. Right. And I think you can go there before it's nightfall when uh, the Jack-Jack scene happens. Yeah, that is a terrific scene. Yeah, it really is. All right, guys, well, let's start digging into it. Spoiler-free, of course. It's time for For What It's Worth. We measure the price of admission against our opinions of the film, and this Incredibles 2 showing was 15 sweet, sweet movie pass dollars. <laughs> Brad, um, now here's let's, let's talk about it. So what would you pay for Incredibles 2? Would, are you willing to throw another couple of dollars for the short film we saw, Bow? Um, well, before we get to the price, sorry, Bao, what do you think? I liked it. Does it win the animation short film Oscar this year? Uh, Without seeing any of the other nominees. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. I, it, it could certainly be in the running. It's yeah, very well done. It's definitely going to be in the running. It, I mean, yeah, it has the emotional pull. Mm -hmm. It's clever. I mean, it has everything a Pixar short. Yeah. Usually, well, that's yes. one thing really shocking. I, I couldn't believe. Uh, yeah, it, it, it took me on a little bit of a ride. The the theater kind of shut down, not shut down a little bit, but there was a a, a actual auditory yeah gasp gas yeah. from everybody in the theater, which certainly 
was a little stunning. But right. uh, it was, uh, and actually to go back to pee or not to pee, be in your seat for that because it is worth seeing the short. Okay. Yeah, I kind of, I feel similarly. I don't think I really have anything to add to that. I was a little confused at first, but by the end, I, it had hooked me. I was like, oh, no, this is, this is nice. Yeah, extremely charming. Um, all right, well, let's get into Incredibles 2 now. And then, ultimately, for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, so, I guess if you include, uh, my feeling is I'd pay 12 bucks for this movie. Okay. Um, I... Liked it. Okay. I think it's a very good sequel. It's not great. I do have... Kind of what you brought up. I feel like we do this whole dad staying home with the kids and he just can't handle it. Like, we've seen it a million times. Yeah. Nothing... A little schlocky. Yep. And nothing really new to add to it. No, uh, create, no clever subversion or anything like that. It's very straightforward for the most part. So that was a little disappointing. Um, without giving too much away, kind of, the plot is fine, nothing special, and the villain is uh, kind of underwhelming. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a classic superhero villain problem. Uh, I'd say a little slightly less than. Because Slightly less than the typical superhero problem? Yes, or, the villain uh, problem. Yeah, I it's agree. It's not a full turned up like this villain's trash. Because I think this villain does have value. I see a little bit, uh, I see the arc of the villain. Um, there, there's a certain like ruthlessness to it that I like. Uh, doesn't have the emotional core to it. Like you don't, I don't fully believe the, per, this, the villain's villainy. Uh, the motivations are The motivations, weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The motivations are weak. But yeah. Um, but I will say, yeah, I, you know, I had twelve dollars too uh, written down. I, I'm, I'm paying for the very funny, excellent cast. Holly Hunter, fantastic. Certainly uh, added to with uh, Bob Odenkirk, Catherine Keener, and Jonathan Banks, um, replacing uh, the who is the film is uh, dedicated to in loving memory of the guy, the original guy who played Dicker. Is it died just this year, right? Bud Lucky. Bud and Lucky. Lucky yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but he does great. It's great to hear Jonathan Banks' voice all the time. What are you doing, Mr. Incredible? <laughs> yeah, and Odenkirk is such... I mean, I, you gotta love Odenkirk. You gotta love and Odenkirk. And Keener. And yeah, those are great additions. It's a lot of fun, and uh, there are three action... Right, and yep, not even the Jack-Jack. Yep. Three great action sequences, plus the fun Jack-Jack yeah, thing. Yeah, and when I say fun, at like legitimately great action sequences. Yeah. The ending set piece is spectacular. I, I was... On the edge of my seat, I really was. I mean, those four scenes are, and not to take anything more away from the movie, the f those four scenes and the voice performances are where all my money goes to. Yeah. Everything else is is fine, acceptable, but nothing stand out. Right. Uh, I will say I like that there is more with the kids here. I wish there was even more of that and a little less of the parenting stuff. Agree. Uh, um, and without saying too much, the, they use the kids... Better at a certain point. Yeah. They use them very well. I wish we had had that more throughout. Yeah, I agree. It felt very kind of shoehorned in at the end. Oh, uh, I don't think it was shoehorned not in. Shoehorned I think it's too rough. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably too rough, but not shoehorned in, but it would have been nice to have more of a build to that. Yeah. Where it just kind of happened. Yeah. And I will say, I think they have a. It's very cool to see this uh, superhero movie kind of respond to all these recent questions of like representation, especially in superhero films, where both Frozone and Elastigirl have like people like kind of fan out on them. 
like, and say, like, oh my god, you were my favorite, and it is a black man and a woman, respectively, to each one of them, showing that, of course, like, you know, even though Mr. Incredible was the face of these superhero movies, or superhero movies, superhero age, um, and was the most popular, successful one, the representation to these real-life people in the Pixar cartoon really matters, and I think it was... I, the movie kind of goes out of its way to point that out, and I, I applaud it for that. It feels... Yeah, they should have done it, and I'm glad they did it. Yeah, and yeah, Frozone and Elastigirl have much bigger parts, especially Frozone uh, in this movie, than they did in the first, so... Um, oh yeah, and then after the credits, you do get some theme songs and a little bit of the clip art animation as an Easter egg, a little bit of maybe foreshadowing for an Incredibles 3, that's all I'll say. Totally worth staying for, not really, but the theme songs, each one of their Batman-style theme songs plays in its entirety, that's pretty good. Frozen, Elastigirl, and Mr. Incredible. Um, so there's that. Alright, Brad, you just saw Incredibles 2, what are you gonna do next? I guess we're gonna see Jurassic World... Fallen Kingdom. Are we? Are we going to see Jurassic World I Fallen guess. Kingdom? I mean, it's nothing against it per se, but man, I can't imagine that's going to be great. Dinosaurs, Brad. A dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, I actually am more, ex I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited for Sicario 2, which comes out, I believe. Day of the Soldado. Yeah, I think the week after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some movies coming this summer that I'm much more excited about, but... Yeah. I mean, if you're going to see... Sorry to bother you? Yeah, sorry to bother you. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Sure. Uh, the new Mission Impossible movie. Oh, yeah. End of July. Very excited for and that. And Christopher Robin, beginning of August. Oh, yeah. There was a collective delight in our theater when that trailer came up, too. Everyone and, was like, oh. And I was right there with uh, We all were. It's uh, charming. But, yes, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Mm -hmm. If you're going to see the movie, you should see it in the theaters, I assume. So. boy. We'll be there with my movie pass. <laughs> Chris, you just watched The Incredibles 2. What are you going to do next? Boy, I hate to say this, but I think I might go watch Cars 2 and 3. What? Just because I'm a completist. And those uh, are literally the only two Pixar films I've never seen. Oh. So to watch Cars 2 and 3, I could probably use a rewatch of Bugs Life and Ratatouille as well. You're not going to rewatch Cars 1 to make sure you didn't lose anything? You know, I could probably use a rewatch of Cars 1 and Up. And I've maybe even Inside Out to see those both again. But that, those are my tertiary watches here. Cars 2 and 3 are going to probably be the next two because I've not seen them at all. Even though I know 2 is, I think, maybe the worst Pixar movie. At least has that reputation. 3, though, I hear is better. I hope you um, love them. Like, you're just <laughs> there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell. You're going to be like, oh my god, i got to go back and change my top ten list for those years. I will tell you, there is no way in hell anything with Larry the Cable Guy in it will ever be something I love. I love that this is on record, because I hope there's one day where it's like, you come home from a movie and like, Larry the Cable no. Guy was amazing. No. He was just amazing. Let's get out of here. Never. <laughs> you will never hear those words out of my mouth. Not even as a joke. All right. Guys, that's it. If you saw Incredibles 2 and uh, want to let us know your opinions about it, uh, please hit us up on Twitter or email us at thehighonfilmshow at gmail.com. You can leave a post on Facebook or on the website on the individual episode. Uh, I'm at Cross, Maxwell Across, your social media accounts. That's Chris with an O in place of the I. Hit me up there if you want to talk to me directly. Brad Davis. At BDAlwaysGP on Twitter and Instagram, and I love you Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, my baseball blog you can find on my Twitter page or on Tumblr. There you go. There's Death at Sunset, that podcast out now in its entirety. You should listen to that. Uh, and guys, our final two episodes of High on Film, the penultimate 
episode with Austin Trzinski, Seven Samurai, out now and coming next Monday, the final episode of High on Film. Dun dun dun. Cool Hand Luke with Lizzie Donaldson. So cool. Oh, so cool. Guys, we love you. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>